You're listening to Theological Sidebar, where I, your host, will take you through a beautiful discussion of things that are interesting that come from the biblical text and the crazy world around us. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. Hit that subscribe button. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, I think that's about it. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to another Theological Sidebars. Glad you could be here with us today. We are going to be talking about, of course, uh, our passage from this previous week, looking at uh, Matthew chapter 9. And uh, let's just go there. So it's the end of the book of Matthew. And uh, you'll notice in verse 36, it says, When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion on them, because they were distressed and dejected, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Now, hey, look, this is the piece that I think many of us need to ask the question. Do we believe that is still true today? Right, because it's one thing to say, yeah, I mean, during Jesus's time, the harvest was abundant. But what about today, right? Don't you, do you ever look outside and say, man, the harvest it's abundant. Um, I don't know. You kind of look at where we're at today and you think kind of culturally and I don't know. I think it's, it's easy to get very negative, to really get negative and to say, yes, but now living where we're at today, we all know that the harvest is no longer abundant and we've got all these workers, right? Look at our church. It's filled. But, hmm. I wonder if we have it flipped today, if we actually um, really, the way that we might think, right, that we might think and say, no, it's, we've got all these workers and the harvest is not as abundant. We've, we're done with the harvesting. Um, I wonder if really it's, it's exactly what Jesus has said, that the harvest is abundant and the workers are actually few. And I might say, I wonder if because we have so many few workers um, that we're not actually seeing the fruit of the harvest, right? I mean, you think of the stats now. I mean, more and more, if you check, you know, being us being Southern Baptists here at Royal Palms, um, what is it? The stats, they continue to get worse for Baptist churches across the board about how many church people in attendance does it take to maybe reach a lost person and they keep going up and up and up and i think part of that is we're not sending people into the harvest anymore we're no longer going we go to our work we go to our leisure time but we stay in our circles and we're not thinking about disciple making we're not thinking about actually going and oftentimes, we don't even think about a harvest anymore because we think the harvest is no longer plentiful. There's no point. The world is against Christ. Look, the world's always been against Christ, right? It's always been against Christ. And I, I just, I wonder if there's a wake-up call that's needed for us is to say, despite what I think about the world out there, despite what I see on TV, how I see nobody wants it, nobody's accepting, post-Christian, pre, you know, all of that, right? Do I believe that there's still a harvest that's abundant, even in a post-Christian America? Yeah, I do. 
And I don't know how I uh, work through that because what my what my my mind tells me right is, uh, you know, it ain't it ain't happening. You know, things are too far gone. You know, that's what you want to think. That's what you see is right. Like nobody cares. Even, uh, you know, even those who are, uh, you know, in the camps that we divide into, you just kind of think, man, there's nobody who does. But you know what? But then, then you, you remember you find yourself affirming this, and you start to say, "Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody see. We're so post, you know, all of that." But then you go back, and you're like, "Man, look at Romans chapter three sometime, right?" And you think about like, "Oh well, the church was really blowing it up when, um, when you know, when it started." But then, no, now we're so post Christian. You look at Romans three, and you're like, "There's no one righteous, not even one." There's no one who understands. There's no one who seeks God. All have turned away. All of alike uh, have become worthless. There's no one who does what is good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They deceive with their tongues. Viper's venom is under their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and wretchedness are in their paths. In the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Like, if you look at that, you're like, yeah. That sounds about like kind of where we're at today. And yet, during that time, looking at the world as it is, we understand that the harvest was abundant. And so I just want, I guess it's a call, a reminder, say like, I, I can't look at the world the way that I feel it is or that my mind says it is just because of the way it's been painted or said or how I feel like when I read the news or all of that. But I have to guess trust that God is still saving people and there's a harvest out there and he's calling workers to go and my job is not to worry about how much of a harvest is left my job is to worry about am I going and anticipating that he is still growing and harvesting that people are are coming to know him and so I hope that that helps you kind of think through that is to recognize, yeah, despite what I might think, whether I think it's still abundant or whether it's been picked all the way through, right? That's not my job. My job is not to worry about that. My job is to go. And I would actually say, I still think that that's the truth. I still think that despite what you might see and feel, there is a harvest out there if we only begin to go. And I don't think going means invite them to church, keep the doors unlocked. Going means go, find a circle, find an, your, your area, begin to pray for these people and look for opportunities to connect with them, to share with them, to disciple them. Um, you know, look at, look for, whether it's neighborhood, workplace, friends, whatever it is, and just begin to have a couple names that you begin to look at and to pray for. Because recognize that when Jesus says, you know, pray to the Lord of the harvest, right? When he says, pray that the that he would send workers into the field, uh, he's not saying, hey, just pray that other people will go to them. You're going and asking that God would bring others with you. And recognize he wants to use normal people like you. That's what you'll see in the next four verses in chapter four, 10. Normal people. The apostles don't become these super people. I mean, God will give them power, um, but they're just normal people that he sends out. And you see what they can do. 
when they're sent out and given the authority, you and I are sent out and given an authority as well if you read the end of the book of Matthew. So, are you going? Don't worry about whether you think it's a big harvest or not. That doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But the harvest is abundant. The workers are few. Are you a worker? Or are you somebody who's been sitting and hoping that others will go? How do we work? Let's do it. Let's not sit. Let's be people who go and work in this harvest. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.